so many years serving the Lord and working in the church but now I have a greater passion to love my Lord God made the sun the moon and the stars God is so great yet it seems so far when I talk to him it seems that he doesn't even hear how can I love God whom I cannot see but this is my dream the goal of my life so take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to thee all my days I give to Thee, to love You, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love You more, fall in love with You so deep. Lord, show me how to love You more. I don't want to serve. So 
I know that I have not seen and ears have not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love That is why I want to love you more. So take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I get to Thee. To love You, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love You more. Fall in love with You so deep. Lord, show me how to love you more. I don't want to turn without loving you. I'm getting closer to you. to come to you this morning to share the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God that the Bible is the, the book that guides us in the journey of life. Life is a journey, but we have, God has given us a wonderful treasure and that is his word. I pray that his word will guide and direct us and instruct us. Today is the first Sunday of the month of May. They said May. Yes, today is the birthday of Lady Pastor Rosemary. Hallelujah. Wow. I have a birthday to you, Lady Pastor Rosemary. We are breaking all the protocols. We are arriving in your house for a party. Whether you like it or not, we are coming. So I invite all of you, the Kardashians, arrive at Lady Pastor Rosemary's house. I'll show you the house. I'll give you the Google direction. And we get there for a party. But it's a blessing to see what a, what a blessed person you are. You've been faithful and very dedicated to the work of God, to the ministry, and to all of us that you saved. Uh, you served gen- gen- generously with all your heart. May God honor you. And may God be gracious to you. May God lift you higher and higher and give you victory on every side. 
in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, today, uh, the first Sunday of May, we are going to begin a short but very powerful series. I believe that this is a very important season we find ourselves in. Important in the sense that it's a, it's a um, sort of roller coaster season. Some are enjoying the lockdown and making time with God and bonding with family and all that. Others are also going through very difficult, tumultuous moments and some people have lost their jobs and things don't seem to be working in so many areas and all that and so on. But I believe that God is still on his throne. Somebody shout amen. And I believe that God is with us and God is going to help us. That is why I want to begin this very important series to speak to all of you who are listening to me. So I want you to call up your friends who are not yet online and join us. I, I just got a message from um, Jonathan. Jonathan, I say, I'm very beautiful to a uh, message that I got from you. Um, he said that God has blessed him and um, he, he just sent a message to encourage us that uh, prayers are working. His family is very strong, getting better and better, and the home is sweeter. He said he's never been this happy um, before in all his life, and uh, he believed the prayer that we've been praying for you has been working. I'm so excited for you, Jonathan, all the way at uh, Crispo City. God bless you, and I pray that your testimony will be complete on every side. It's a very encouraging testimony. Also, um, my eyes were almost wet to tears as I read your message this morning. And I know that God is doing a great work in many lives as well. He wanted to send us, we can always send us message as well. Uh, you see the numbers on the screen, the numbers that we gave. If you need help, or you can also send us messages and let us know what God is doing in your life in this season and this time. But I want us to read a passage of scripture from Psalm 23. Psalm 23. It's, Psalm 23 is one of the everybody's favorite, favorite passage. Even somebody told me, even the devil likes it, but I don't think the devil can like any passage in the Bible like this. But that is, this is the most read prayer after the lost prayer. It's read during naming ceremonies, funeral services, uh, weddings, every serious occasion. It's a psalm that can be read and that is relevant for us. And so this season we are going to be talking about um, this particular passage. And I know that all of you are listening to me and uh, um, hearing me. This word I'm preaching to you today and then also in the next service is going to be a continuation, another message altogether. And then the weeks ahead, I believe that God is going to be glorified in our lives. And we, this word will come alive to all of us. I'm preaching from the art of shepherding. And uh, Bishop Daguerre Mills took time and, and, and explained the ministry of the shepherd and God being our shepherd, what it means to have the Lord as a shepherd. I believe you'll be blessed mightily and your life will be transformed. So if you can join me, let us all read Psalm 23 together. Some of you know it, but some of us, we need to read because we are not as intelligent as some of you, you know. So let's all read. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Bible says, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Give attendance to public reading. So sometimes you just need to read the word of God and, and, and be inspired and be blessed by what God is saying. Hallelujah. Right. So I just want us to begin. Let us pray. Father, we submit ourselves to you. We ask you to speak to every heart. Let your word be relevant and applicable to anybody who is listening to us today. I pray rule and reign in our hearts. Be exalted in every life and show us grace and show us strength. I silence every voice of the enemy. I silence every whispering spirit. May the word of God rule and reign. May the voice of God supersede every voice of the enemy. May the voice of God drown every whispering enemy. And may the power of God rule and reign in our lives. As we submit ourselves to your word, I ask you to anoint these lips of clay. In the words I speak, bring life to your people. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, we are going to begin this passage. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Now you see, this particular King James Version of uh, of, of the, uh, the Bible, this particular Psalm, has about 160 words. Now, I believe that David took his time to use the first two words, the Lord. The Lord is what explains all the rest of the, the rest of the words explain the statement, the Lord. So, if you can understand what it means, what the Lord means, then you can understand the import of this message. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. So, I need you to listen carefully. Listen attentively. We are taking, as I say, Bishop, take your time. I'm taking my time. And I believe that God himself will speak to us and minister to us. The Lord. The Lord. Now, when David said the Lord, it means Yahweh. Now, the Lord, there's so many names of God. We see in the Bible and all that and so on. But one particular name that David used is Yahweh. Yahweh means I am. Somebody say I am. Now, you see, nobody is called I am. Or nobody says, I, I am is an incomplete statement. If you say, I am, you, you, somebody expects you to continue what you are saying. I am rich. I am poor. I am hungry. I am blessed. I am thus. Nobody says, I am, and continues walking. It's an incomplete statement. Only God calls himself, I am. Wow. And it's enough. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, amen. amen. Am I talking to anybody here? Yes. Only God is, I am. God it's complete in God. But for us, it's incomplete. You can say, I am married. I am single. I am doing this. I am traveling. I am every something I follow the statement I am. But God says, God, God told Moses that, God revealed himself to Moses, I am God. He said, I didn't tell Abraham, all your fathers knew, uh, knew me as El Shaddai, but now I reveal myself, I, I am. I am the complete one. Somebody shout, Amen. amen. 
That means that I am is the one who makes things happen. I see God making things happen in your life. Shout amen. Am I preaching to you right there? Now, I'm just introducing this thing for you to understand. That when you read, David said, the Lord. He was talking about somebody who is in charge. That's right. In the coronavirus season, somebody is in charge of your life. His name is I am. Somebody say, I am is in charge of my life. Hallelujah. That is why I can tell that you will not fail. You will not die. God will keep you. God will help you. God will shine his light on you. Because he is I am. I am. Hallelujah. That is Yahweh. So David is saying the Lord. The Lord, the one who is in charge of my life. You have no idea. That is the confidence we have. That is what makes us keep going. That is what makes us keep smiling. Sometimes you feel like crying. You feel like giving up. But when you know that I am is on your side. You never give up. You, ne- you, you, you sort of put energy into your life. I see energy coming into your life. Because I am is in charge. Shout amen. Are you still here? Somebody say I am is in charge of my life. Do you believe it? He's in charge of your family. In charge of your finances. In charge of your business. In charge of your future. Your future will not end in disaster. Because I am missing charge. Hallelujah. So let's continue. David says, the Lord. Now you see, I'm saying that if you can understand this, the rest of the passage will be easy for you. You can understand who is actually in control. Because when you read, when you look at the news and you read the news and all the that is happening around and so on, you are tempted to be frenzied. You are tempted to be scared and, and to have sleepless nights and all that. But if you read the Bible, not the news, the Bible, right. you know who is in charge. Oh, yes. You know who is in control. Yes. You know who is directing your path. Yes. He is I am. Oh, I pray for you today. I speak into your life today. I speak into your family today. May the I am take control of your life. May he give you rest on every side. May he be gracious to you. In Jesus name. So David said, the Lord is my shepherd. The one who is my shepherd is I am. My Jesus. That is why he goes and says, I shall not want. The one who is in charge is Yahweh. Therefore, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Hmm. What a word. What a blessing. Are you still there? Now, David says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, David has been a shepherd for some time. He has been looking after sheep. He has been going to the forest and wilderness with the sheep, looking for grass and all that. Now, listen carefully. You know, so David knew the work of the shepherd. He knew that he, as a shepherd, has struggled to feed the sheep. Sometimes they gray, they go round the mountainous. You see, when David is a, it's a Jew, he was Israelite, and he was talking about the Lord being the shepherd, and it goes on talking about the fact that he made them lie down in green pastures and all that. It's not easy to find green pastures in Israel. Wow. Israel is a rocky, rocky place. It's a place where the stones and rocks and everywhere. So for a shepherd to find pasture, it's a miracle. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are pretty. Am I talking to anybody here? Uh-huh. For the shepherd to find a place where the sheep can lie in green pastures, it's a miracle. So David said, I've traveled with my sheep. 
I've gone places looking for, for, for grass for my sheep to graze. I've not found any. But when I became the sheep and made the Lord the shepherd, I began to lie in green grass. I see you lying in good places because the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. I said you shall not want. Now in this life, there's so many, uh, we are surrounded by needs and wants. We always want something. I mean, um, we never get satisfied with what we have. We are always looking for things. I want this. I, if you, if you, I want a car. You get a car. I want a newer car. You get a newer car. I want a bigger car. I'm not talking to anybody here. You, you, you want to have a, a shoe. You get a pair of shoe. You want another one. You want to have a wife. When you get a wife after a while, you want another one. I mean, we are never satisfied with what we have. We always have wants in our lives. What a shock. We always, our lives are full of wants and needs. We're always looking for a better this. I'll tell my wife that, look, she has too much clothes. And she didn't accept it. I, I, I told her that if I sell her clothes, I can buy, I can buy a three-bedroom house. I think so. But we always want more. That is the, the economics say that human needs are insatiable. That means that nobody can satisfy a human need. That is why when Jesus said to the disciples and the 5,000 into the wilderness, and the Bible said he's a, he's a shepherd, he looked at them and he had compassion on them because people look like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus told the disciples, see them. And then the disciples told Jesus, how can we satisfy them? A man can never satisfy you. There's no man who can satisfy a woman. Let you hear me carefully. You see, Johnny has let you down. Jimmy has let you down. Uh, Jack has let you down. Everybody will let you down, but only God will never let you down. Yes. The disciples said, how can we satisfy them? They knew their limits, but thank God that the greatest shepherd was with them right oh, in the wilderness. Yes. He took five loaves of bread. He blessed it. He broke it and was able to feed 5,000 with leftover. I see God being your shepherd in this season and this time. Amen. Your needs shall be met. Amen. I might talk to anybody here. Yes. Don't fill your life with one. Don't always be looking and looking and looking. Listen to me. What you have in your shepherd is more than what the world can, um, what you don't have in the world. Don't let the world make you feel that because I'm not married, I'm, I'm not good enough. Because I don't have this, I don't have. Don't let the world to deceive you. What you have in God is bigger and better than what you don't have in the world. I'm preaching to you right there. You may not have a car, but you may have peace that someone who has a car doesn't have. So your wants does not satisfy. You see, that is what Jesus said, that a man's life is not in abundance of the things he possesses. It's not the thing that you have that makes you happy or contented. It is God. If God is your shepherd, what is necessary for you, he'll provide it for you. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Are you hearing me today? So say with me, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. One more time. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I speaking to you here? Yes. God is the unchangeable God. Yes. He said in Exodus chapter 6, He said that I, I am, I never change. Amen. Now, why did David choose shepherd and sheep? 
Our relationship with God is like a shepherd. And there's so many relationships David could have chosen. He would have said that the Lord is my commander-in-chief. I am his, I'm his captain. Or the Lord is my head of state. I'm his ambassador. And all of that. But David chose the sheep because he had been a shepherd for a while. And he knew what it means to, have, to be a sheep. He had looked at various sheep. Now I want to just mention a few characteristics of the sheep to you. And I pray that you understand very well. Number one, the sheep is defenseless the sheep one of the most defenseless animals many animals have fangs some of them have claws some of them have sharp teeth i mean they can fight back some of them even have speed you know they all have things to defend themselves not the sheep the sheep is defenseless i've all my life every time i've watched a movie and i've seen lions chasing after sheep i've almost all the time the lion is able to get the sheep not the antelope, not the deer, not someone, but they can run fast. Some of them can even fight the, fight the lions. But when it comes to sheep, it's so vulnerable. You and I are so vulnerable without a shepherd. You and I, we are prey to the enemy. There's a devil out there, white teeth, ready to eat you up. But we are so defenseless. But David said that the Lord is my shepherd. And if he's my shepherd, I'm preserved and protected. Oh, yes. Somebody shout amen. amen. Maybe as I'm preaching right now, you feel so vulnerable. You're going through so many things and you feel defenseless. You don't know where to turn to. But today, may the Lord be your shepherd amen. right where you are. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, the sheep is also a dumb animal. Wow. Dumb. The sheep is not intelligent. Wow. Hmm. What a shock. I have never, I see that we have dog trainers. We have, we have even fish trainers. People train fishes out to dance. But I've never seen a sheep trainer. Sheep is too, sheep is, is not intelligent enough to be trained. Sheep is dumb. Sheep is not intelligent. So all the sheep does is rely on the shepherd. When you see the shepherd going and you are following. I pray that you be a sheep and follow your shepherd. He will lead you to good places. Some of us are too smart. Too intelligent. We, we don't want to. We have our own way. We want to do what you think is right. You know your own skills and all that. But you see, God looks at them. David said, I, I'm like a sheep. And he's my shepherd. I'm not intelligent. I'm not skillful. I'm not talented. But I have a shepherd who will lead me. Yes. And let my life be up. I see God lead you to good places in Jesus' name. Amen. Another thing about the sheep. The sheep is a dirty animal. Mm. Hear me. You know, cats are not. Cats are able to clean themselves. If you look at dogs, they're able to wash themselves. Many animals, birds, they're able to get into water and then clean themselves. But no sheep. Sheep is a dirty animal. Bible says you and I are righteous like a, are righteous like a filthy rat before God. Wow. We are sinful. We are dirty. We are frail. We make mistakes all the time. But because the Lord is our shepherd, we depend on him. We depend on the blood of Jesus. Yeah. To wash us of our sin. Yes. We trust in the blood of Jesus. We are not good enough. Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rats. All of us have sinned and come to the glory of God. We are sinful. We are dirty. But there's a shepherd who picks us as we are. Yes. Cleans us of all our sin. Yes. Washes away our filth. And makes us his own. What a blessing. I said what a blessing. Are you still here? So that's what I'm sharing with you today. That as you listen and as you submit yourself to God and as you allow God as a sheep, follow God. Follow your shepherd. Let God be your shepherd. 
You will never want. You will never want. You know, I've never seen, I've made quite you know, a, a varied uh, class of people in life. I've made very poor, very, very poor. I've made rich, very rich, very, very, very rich. I've made all classes of people. But I've seen, my friends, that no matter where your status in life is, only God makes a difference in our lives. Life without God is a losing game. You see, when you look at the plants, the ground, the plants, the, the, the tree on the ground, the shrub on the ground, the life of the, of, of the plant is in the ground. When you separate the plant from the ground, it begins to die. The life of the fish is in the water. When you take the fish out of the water, the fish begins just a, a, a few minutes and the, and the fish is dead. In the same way, the life of man is hidden God. When you're separated from your maker, you just die. May you be connected to your shepherd. Amen. May you be connected to who, who is the source of your life. Amen. I read about this rich man, Rockefeller, one of the richest men. He died, I believe, in, uh, I think it's in 1938. Now, he was so rich. In fact, at the time of his death, he had about $400 billion. That is his worth. That is his uh, net worth. $400 billion. Read my lips. Billion dollars. That's what I said. I mean, no, 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 no cities. Dollars. 400 million. That was how rich he was. An oil magnet in America. Now, when he died, I, I was shocked. You see, they asked his accountant, how much did he leave? Do you want to know the answer? Yes, Bishop. The other one, who was his accountant? Who was in charge of finances? The man, your boss is dead. How much did he leave? Should I tell you the answer? Yes, Bishop. I don't think you, you believe the answer. The answer will surprise you. The man who was four hundred million billion dollars rich. He asked, he asked, how much did the man leave? Should I tell you the answer? Yes, Bishop. No, I don't think you know. We want to know oh, the answer. Bishop, know. <laughs> Do you really want to know the answer? Yes, Bishop. The captain said, "No, I, I'll tell you later." Oh. Do you really want to know the answer? That Carter said he left everything. What a shock. Listen, when he died, all that he acquired didn't matter anymore. Bible says we brought nothing into this world and we shall take nothing out of this world. That Carter said he left everything. I'm saying to everybody here, look, you fight for, you may fight for things, want to have this thing, but at the end of the day, you will leave everything. Only God is what matters in your life. I'm preaching to somebody here. Listen, so no matter what you do, don't, never lose God, never lose your faith in God. I also remember a preacher, a, a man who came to you, see his pastor, and told the pastor that pastor, I've lost everything. And the pastor says, oh, so sorry to hear that you have lost your faith. He said, no, I didn't say I've lost my faith. And the pastor said, I'm so sorry to hear that you have lost your salvation. But oh, I never said I've lost my salvation. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you've lost your integrity. So, oh, I haven't said I've lost my integrity. The man said, you have not lost everything. Your money is not everything. Your cars are not everything. God is everything to you. May the Lord be your shepherd. Shout amen again. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Now, that is what David said. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not know. He maketh me. He maketh me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
The Lord maketh me. He maketh me. The Lord doesn't say uh, lie down. He makes you to lie down. Now, a sheep doesn't lie down easily. A sheep is a restless animal. You know, and we are also living a time where we don't like to lie down easily. We don't like to rest. We are always busy. We think that busyness is godliness. <laughs> we are always on the move. That, that is why we have been locked down for several weeks. 